Well, hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind, and today I am super excited for this conversation you're about to tune in and listen into with the beautiful Ashley Collins, Vice President of Marketing with USANA. Do you know, over the years, we know that marketing and social media has changed significantly. And Ashley has got nearly 23 years of experience, not just in marketing, but she's been with USANA for that entire time. And I absolutely love this because not only is she so incredibly passionate about the direct selling industry, and you are going to get this from this episode, we really dove into all that this industry does. But Ashley's also observed the significant change and shift we've seen in the way that we market and sell our business and our products to the end user over the years. And she talked uh, about this in this episode. You're going to love to hear um, both what she's experienced, but also where she sees things going. But the bit I love the most and what I know you're going to really find useful to help you grow your direct selling business is what she sees to be the biggest untapped opportunity for you when it comes to utilizing social media to its fullest potential. I'm not going to give too much more away, but I am going to encourage you to grab a pen and paper because she's going to drop some amazing golden nuggets that I know will help you with your business growth. So with no further ado, if you take this podcast on a walk, start walking. If you need to grab a cup of tea or coffee, sit down, get ready and relax because you're going to love listening to the beautiful Ashley Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind, and I am so excited to be joined today by a very special guest. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley. It's great to have you here. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. And Ashley, look, you uh, I'm going to get you to tell everyone a little bit about you in just a sec, but we met at uh, Social Media Day at the Direct Selling Association Social Media Day this year. And it was such uh, a pleasure and an honor to hear you sharing a little bit about your story at USANA and what you guys have been getting up to uh, in the way of social media. But you are Executive Vice President of Marketing at USANA. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about Ashley before we get in? Because I know we're going to have a lot of fun (laughs) picking your brain and talking all about social media, marketing, all of the fun things. So tell us a bit about Ashley first. Okay. Well, I'm Ashley Collins. I have been in the direct sales industry for little over 22 years. Um, that entire time in my career has been spent with the same company, USANA, which is pretty unique. Um, previous to that, you know, my background, I was, you know, copywriter in the advertising scene, working for small firms, writing commercials, radio, print, um, and then in PR, public relations. Um, I did a lot of PR for the film industry, um, a lot with Sundance. I'm based in Utah, so a lot of interacting with talent and organizing events. Um, and then also just me personally, I am a single mom of two teenagers, which has definitely <laughs> been a crazy ride. <laughs> I know you can relate, Sam, on that level. We've already, we've already been talking about this. So I was like, we could do a whole podcast episode just talking about that journey alone. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and why I love you, Sana, we're very family oriented. And being, you know, mm-hmm. the single mom and the responsibility, I just, it, it's kind of a second family here at work. So it's an extension and just, I'm able to just weave my personal beliefs, what we do as a company into my lifestyle. I invite my kids to come. They've been on trips with me. They come see me speak at events. And so um, it's just an amazing life, really, you know. Yeah. I love it. I, it's, I, I was when I was a little bit flawed, I've got to say, when you mentioned that you've been with the company for nearly 23 years. Um, you know, that says a lot for both the company and an industry 
But you and I have got a very similar background in history when it comes to the marketing, uh, I, I guess, um, career path. And one of the things that I really was keen to ask you about, because it's very rare to have someone who has been not just in the direct selling industry for so long in a marketing role, but with one company. And, you know, with with that dynamic, you would have seen such a, a clear shift in the way that our industry, particularly USANA, I suppose, in this case, you know, has adapted to the marketing world around it. I was really keen to ask you if, you know, over the last 23 years, what shifts have you seen aside from the obvious social media shift, you know, in the the way that we market to people and, and the way that, you know, particularly direct selling uh, operates in, in from a marketing and sales standpoint? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty drastic. You know, back in the day when I started, you know, even the company was smaller. Um, we're, we're a global company, you know, like 24 markets all over the world. So we've expanded, you know, when I started here, we were only in a couple of markets. And the way of interacting and, and the power of the industry was they would do in-home meetings. And it was, you know, those days of fire your boss, you know, be your own boss, you can do this. And, and, the demographic of who there was and what they wanted. They want freedom and, you know, they wanted trips and they wanted just everything intertwined. And, and it's shifted so much just because obviously as people age, things change and you can't talk mm -hmm. about it without talking about not just social media, but just the internet as a whole. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it's constantly grown and different trends and how you connect with people. And I mean, COVID was probably the biggest one that we had because mm -hmm. they're not able to get together. A lot of what we do is talk to people, you know, you, you meet face yeah. to face and there's so much power in that. Um, mm. But overall, even the way people buy through history, it really is recommendations. Like I could sell, you know, all these products I'm passionate about, it would it'd be like, well, man, if I could get money for that, I would be, you know, set for life because that's what you do. You, where did you get that? Oh, you know, where'd you get that shirt? Who does your hair? What do you do? And you, you kind of share mm -hmm. that. But the shift has become because of the internet with reviews even and how people yeah. talk about things and, and just having a presence, you know, everything has changed. And we also, I think a big one, when, when I started, everyone had their, their web pages for their business, these kind of templates, and it would be their bios here, and they'd be big about them and be part of my team. That's not how it is anymore. It's not really those personal websites. It really is mim mimicking kind of a shop experience that's connected to them. But everything mm. else is done through those other channels. So it's, it's kind yeah. of fascinating to watch. Yeah, I'd love to know, not just, I, I guess I've got two questions that have come up here, so I'm going to have to keep myself on track because I'd love to know where what you see coming next. You know, where do you see, and I'm throwing you in the deep end here because I didn't pre-prepare you for this question, but where do you see things going? You know, you had 23 years of watching, uh, you know, the patterns and the shifts and some of them are not really patterns uh, that, that we would have experienced before being COVID. That was kind of a bit left of centre. But what do you see happening next and, and where the industry is going to go and as far as what's going to work from a marketing standpoint? Well, I think the internet is only going to expand. And and I there's pros and cons to this. I mean, you see this whole you know, metaverse coming and AI and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this virtual reality that we're going to be, you know, interacting with people, events, they're already starting some huge events mm -hmm. where you virtually attend and you have your avatar. So yeah. you're not there, but you're more ingrained in that experience. And I, I mm -hmm. think it's coming sooner than later. And it's also your mind can't even wrap itself around where it's going to go because I never even thought TikTok would be what it is today, you know, <laughs> I know right? <laughs> two years ago. I mean, it's, just, yeah. you don't know what will come next, but I think virtual um, realities and this mm -hmm. AI and, and everything with this whole metaverse and how we're going to be, 
you know, you and I would be sitting in a room together with these things, not just on a screen yeah. interacting. You you can you'll be yeah. hiding behind characters even more, which I don't know how much I love that, but it's coming. Yeah. It's a really interesting one. And, uh, you know, we've, we, at the moment for anyone that has played with the virtual reality world, of course, you've got these graphic headsets that you put on. Uh, our kids love it. I have to really limit how much they use it because it really does, uh, you know, it, it, you know, fires your brain up something unbelievable. Um, but you know, it really does take you to a, to a totally different place as though you are in that place with whoever it is that you've tuned in with. And, um, but they, they are shifting it to uh, or, or working at the moment with some companies to develop just simple glasses. So you can simply put on a pair of glasses and uh, and then jump into your virtual reality world. And it's it's the the whole metaverse. The whole idea is that we have essentially this escape world we can go to and connect with anyone anywhere and be anywhere at any time and be anyone we want. You don't even and be have anyone to be we yourself, want. and that's kind of what scares yeah. me a little bit. Well, really, if you think about it, I mean, that's what social media is, isn't it? We are creating a persona because we're not telling people the whole of who we are on social media. And this is one of the things that I guess we're going to talk a little bit about today. But, you know, social media in itself is creating a version of us that we want the world to see, isn't it? It is. And yeah, you always put your best foot forward who you are, mm -hmm. but you're seeing even in trends and things like those very stylized images, how they're they're kind of taking that image of what it looks like and then they pan out more and you can see where they really are, <laughs> what kind of backdrop and and yeah. what things look like. Like people yeah. want some more realness back. They want real, don't they? Yes. And, and this is the thing. Uh, I just, um, you know, if there were one piece of advice I could give all of our listeners, it would be to 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 go back to being you, just yeah, social media, filters. go back to being you. <laughs> drop them. Yeah, stop, stop the filters. You yeah, and, and it's so true. It's just, um, you know, I if, if I, I feel like if, if I could just, in fact, I would be made redundant if people would just, just do this one thing. If they would be themselves and show their real true personality on social media, I wouldn't be needed. <laughs> really, I feel like that's as simple as what it is. Yeah. It's, you know, um, but, but this brings me to the other question I had. You know, you've talked about what's changed and what you see happening, and and I totally agree with you. I think that that virtual reality world, I think people will reluctantly move into that space. I don't think people will necessarily want to go there or like it, but I feel like that's what's happened with Facebook. People didn't want to go there and didn't like it, but it's a necessary evil in a sense. If you avoid it, we all know you can't grow your business. So I, I agree with you, but I think that it will just be one of those things that people go, all right, well, I'm going to have to get on that bandwagon. But I really would love to know what hasn't changed over the last 23 years. What hasn't changed is the power of connecting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't ask you this, so I'm not sure, you know, where you are. There's there's a Netflix show that's come out. I am a pop culture junkie. Like, I love everything from music, TV, movies. I just love to be up on everything. And there's one called The Circle, which is a reality show where contestants go in they can choose to be themselves or a catfish. And it's all, they're locked in separate rooms. They never speak to each other, see each other. It's all done through social. So it's all done through how they chat, their profile, yeah. um, utilizing yeah. emojis. And it's been fascinating watching it because people that win and that last longer in this are authentic and they still are able to connect even though you don't hear a voice all you see is a picture and you don't even know if it's still that person but the words yeah. they say and what they put out there it's that longing still wanting to connect which gives me there, there's so much hope for our industry because that is a hundred percent what we are and word yeah, of mouth marketing is the number one way to sell mm -hmm. and that has not changed the yeah. reviews, the recommendations, that power, it's not going to go anywhere. People even more yeah. want that because they want the trust factor and it works and someone and, you know does it. Yeah, 100% agree with you, Ashley. And the fact that it's we almost have less of that now, that people want it more. Yes. It's like our world has gone so fake in so many ways. Yes, we're over it. It's so contrived that this – 
need and and after the I hate to bring COVID up over and over again but after that period where we became even more disconnected there's this hunger for people to be genuinely and I just want to really encourage people it is that word genuine yes. genuinely connected with each other on a real and relatable level which is why storytelling and sharing is so powerful because it it's not about you know sharing a story of of you know a perfect world it's share an experience you've had, share a journey you've had, help people relate and connect with you because people want that from you more than what you realize. Oh, and I think relate. we get so- They want yeah. something they can relate yeah. to and be inspired. We all want inspiration. Yeah. And people yeah. are afraid too. I think we've, uh, I mean, I would love to say let's cancel, cancel culture, but people are timid to put something out because they're so, yeah. so quick to judge or well, you think mm. that, and and I, I'm hoping that shift's coming where it's less of that, and people really can just be honest with what what they're feeling and believing, and relate, yeah. and let be kind. I mean, it's just yeah. we and our industry is very kind. We genuinely care, and yeah. what we're doing it's bigger than even products we sell. Our companies, yeah. you know, we have charitable, we have community, personal development. Mm-hmm. It's it's so much yeah. more it's you know the the message of this industry is is such an important one and you know on face value people see it as an industry where individuals are off selling and spruiking their product but when you really have a look at it it's about people sharing something they really believe in but it's also about freedom it's about opportunity it's about hope but if you look at it you know think about it this way every individual who gets the opportunity to have a business in this industry has got almost no overheads. They get all of the training provided for them, but it's not the training about the business. Look at things like this. You know, there's a podcast right here where anyone can access this completely for free and get development opportunities here from incredible individuals like Ashley from all over the world. But the companies pay huge money to pull in uh, personal development and professional development specialists to yes. impact the lives of these people. And you mentioned as well the global not-for-profits and charities. I don't think there's a single direct selling company that we've ever worked with that doesn't have at least one core uh, not-for-profit that they significantly, and I really, I guess, want to put emphasis on that word, significantly give back to, if not having started. You know, some companies have actually created their very own yeah, um, not-for-profit. Yeah, we yeah we do that, um, and and it's interwoven into the full culture. It's the give back yeah. and and receive, and and it's literally I think the industry as a whole, individual companies, industry as a whole, really trying to make the world a better place. That sounds so yeah. cheesy, but it's true. Yeah, you know what? I I don't care because I think. I just want people to understand this. And, you know, I just, if I could change the perception that the world has around this industry, if that could be my uh, legacy that I leave on this earth, I would just, I would die happy because at the end of the day, this yeah. industry does so much. And, do you know, it's it's interesting for a lot of people and we get the absolute blessing and pleasure of being able to work with literally hundreds of thousands of distributors, consultants, direct sellers all over the globe. And again and again and again, we see instances where people have been in a really difficult situation in their life and this industry has given them purpose and meaning. In fact, sometimes they even got them out of bed uh, or given them a reason to keep living. And the connection they get, the community that this industry brings, you know, in each and every company, and you see that when you guys get together and have your conferences and events, it's not just about teaching people about the product and helping them sell. It's about bringing them together and creating that community. And it's so powerful. I just can't being part of something bigger. Everyone wants to be part of something bigger than themselves. Like that's why you join any organization, club, sport, you name it. We, we have all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, this is not the direction we wanted to go, but I'm I'm glad that we went there. But I do want to just ask you, uh, coming back to social media now, you know, what do you see as being the most, I guess, untapped area of opportunity for distributors, you know, consultants, distributors on social media right now? I still, I think it is that real connections. I think, you know, a lot of people have spent time just trying to self-promote. I think it's getting back to the conversations mm-hmm. where you add value, yes. 
where you have solutions is very untapped. And then again, I mean, there, there's obviously features, trends, staying up on those things so that you can capitalize on where the masses are anyway and, and how you yeah. kind of fit into that. But, but so yeah. much of it is just the conversations and it is asking questions, seeing what mm-hmm. people are interested in. So you know where to go with things and it's trying to yeah. establish those connections in an online platform um, that, that it's really powerful. It does work. It's not the same as face-to-face, but it can be just as strong. Yeah. I really love this. We had this conversation the other day and when I asked you this question, you just came straight out and said, you know what, social media isn't a place necessarily to be doing all of the doing. It's also about the research and the finding the things out. And I I love that. you speaking my language 100%. It was that, you know what, social media isn't just a place to sell. It's not just a place to tell people what you want them to hear. It's a place to listen and learn. And I, I really one. wanted to tap into that. With Number one is listening. I think yeah. people spout yeah. stuff out, but the more you can listen and provide value back mm-hmm. and join in, I think people that do that are way more successful. We see yeah. It. So, you know, how can, uh, what strategies can people employ on social media to do research? Because this is something I think people totally overlook. And, you know, in fact, we um, we just completed a training for our members on the process of creating a social media strategy. And the very first part of that was do the research first before you come in and you, you work out what you're going to say to people. Yeah. How would you encourage people to strategically use social media to research? I think, okay, number one, I, I think there is a, a misconception too. People come in, there. there's fear of social media. Well, then I got to do all of this. First, mm-hmm. it is understand the platforms a little bit, like know, know what they are and what one you probably like and would be most comfortable with. So you have to at least get mm-hmm. on to see what there is um, and because again, you don't have to be on all of them. You know what I mean? Like people think I have yeah. to be on every single one. And and then yeah. that's where you kind of lose yeah. that ability to really connect and be authentic. You don't have time for that. And then it just, you get lost in it. So understand where you want to be. I think you have to schedule some time to explore the platform. Look up, you can search mm-hmm. on any of these now. They're making it so much easier to find content you like. They're utilizing keywords, special interests to see yeah. what people are posting and saying so that you understand mm-hmm. where some of those trends are. You can follow the people that are like-minded, that that inspire you, um, that you think you can connect with. You You have to do some of that research and see what people are talking about. Um, and then when you're comfortable, yeah. you can join in that. Um, so it's really spending some time, not getting lost in the weeds, just mindless, like making it very intentional what you're spending your time looking into. Yeah. Discover pages that have great trending content. Follow similar accounts or accounts that they may not even be similar, but you feel something when you look at it and then try to tap mm. into why you feel that way or why you like it to see what works and doesn't. And then kind of search out keywords, trends um, is the best way to get started with some of that research. Because you have to know what yeah, that's and being you, talked about. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and, and, you know, that's a really good point. I want to come back to you. You talked about it, trending keywords, et cetera. One of the things that you got, you and I talked about um, was the right use of hashtags yeah. and you talked about flipping the hashtag. Can you tell us, you know, when yeah. it comes to research, how you use a hashtag in the reverse to what I think 99% of people use? Yeah, I mean, people use hashtags. I mean, I've seen it always. Ideally, you they're seen with campaigns because it's where it's the same hashtag. You can go find everything being talked about for that. So concerts, mm-hmm. events, whatever you're doing, you can, it, it's an easy place to kind of look at it and where to go. Um, you know, another big yeah. thing for hashtags, I know a lot of people make them up because they think it's funny. It makes people laugh, but there's not much value in that, Yeah, but it's 
searching yeah. a hashtag, go look under a hashtag to find people, obviously, who are interested. So if it's running, look up different hashtags of running, see which the top ones are and what people are posting. Because if you're connected with that yeah. and they're talking they're talking product, lifestyle, this whole holistic type of thing, that's a warm market for you to build a connection with. Yeah. Start following those people. Start mm. being in the conversations. That's why everyone's out there. So it's it's, it's a different way yeah. to look at them as opportunity yep. for like-minded individuals and people yeah. that might be interested in what you have to offer. Yeah, I love that. So use hashtags, guys, to find other posts, other pieces of content that are going to help you understand what your your potential dream customer or audience are going to relate to, to give you inspiration and ideas. So essentially using them for research is probably the more powerful way to be using a hashtag rather than actually yeah. using them in your posts. Yeah. And keywords like yeah. Instagram yeah. now with keywords you can search keywords now and find the same kind yeah. of thing. But yeah. that is a great way to research yeah. and make different connections. You never know where they're going to go. Yeah. And this works on Facebook as well, guys. I mean, Facebook came to the party with hashtags a few years ago. And so you can search by hashtags there now. And whilst people haven't been using them the right way on Facebook, so you're going to get a real mixed bag when you search a hashtag, you'll at least get some good research done if you do, you know, search some hashtags that relate to your audience or may relate to your audience yep. and it's going to help you in that space. Let's just talk about productivity for a moment because you did make mention earlier about um, when you're doing research, making sure that you're staying on task. Can you give some tips? Because let's just face it, when you're researching and you suddenly, you and, you and I talked about this, you suddenly hit reels and uh, and you're, you're looking for trending reels or reels that, you know, give you inspiration. And then two hours later, you realize you're still just flicking through reels and you just wasted all of this time. Yeah. We've never done that, have never. we? No. I do not spend <laughs> yeah. a couple hours on TikTok once in a while. I've literally had to limit myself. No, I don't think two hours was what you said to me, by the way. I think you've cut that back. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's honestly talk about it. I mean, it is let's social media is designed, and just in case our audience is a little unfamiliar with this, social media is designed so that the algorithm actually knows you in absolute uh, just it knows you better than I would hazard a guess most of you know yourselves. In fact, in in so many cases, it can predict your behavior and what you're likely to do next. Yeah. And um, it, it's it's really scary, but but it, it is the reality of what it is. Yeah, and so where I'm going with this is want. that it knows. It just serves it up. It knows how to get your attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you go to your main feed and you start looking at social media. I, I absolutely guarantee that if that algorithm is doing its job, which we know it is, it's going to have you sucked in. Um, so my question is, Ashley, how do you help people? Or what advice would you give people so that they are productive and they don't get kind of caught up two hours scrolling through TikTok or Reels or YouTube Shorts? Yeah, I mean, it's it, definitely it's, what I get. It's discipline. I mean, honestly, it will come down to discipline <laughs> and for me personally, things we teach is utilizing your calendar. You plan your day. You know what meetings you have to yep. attend. You know when you have to pick someone up. You know what you have to do. And independent business owners, associates, field, everyone out there doing it, you've got to plan your day. You have to be productive. That's how yep. you make money. That's how you get things done. So it's looking at your calendar and intentionally slotting certain times for social. So whether you set, I'm going to mm. give myself 20 minutes in the morning, I'm going to do a post to start the day. Okay. Do that activity. You go on, you later schedule a certain time. This will be my time to go back and um, comment to people, give birthday wishes, do the connecting. This is my connection time. You slot mm -hmm. time for research. Yeah. But you can't just put on there, social media, you have to put the activity associated with it so that you are intentional. Yeah. And yeah. if you start getting on that phone and sucked in, literally, you have got to find a way to get that voice to tell you, I have got to stop for a minute. You got to, you got to get up, move, yeah. walk around, do what you need to do and break yourself of that. Because if you, I mean, 
Yeah. It doesn't feel good when you get down in those rabbit holes. You know what I mean? You feel less productive. Yeah. No, and, and you come out thinking, what did, what have I achieved here? Yeah. yeah. I, I 100% agree with you and getting, yeah, getting specific about what you're doing. So I love that, you know, I'm either networking and connecting, I'm, you know, creating content, I'm researching, you know, and I'd even take that a step further, you know, particularly with research, write down what it is that you're going to research today. You know, what are the three hashtags you're going to check out? You know, what um, what interests do you want to become more familiar with? You know, what do you want to find out about your audience? Um, yeah. But that then takes me to the next question here, Ashley, and that is once people have found this information out, so they've done some research, they think they've got a little bit of an idea of what some of the common interests might be of their audience, the the conversations that they're enjoying having right now, the things that they're interested in, you know, how would you encourage them to use this information appropriately? And do you have an example of, of how this has been done really well recently? Um, I think part of that too, when you do the research, you can, you can save things to collections, you can save for inspiration, mm-hmm. so you can go back. And then you do have to start thinking about, okay, I'm going to create something and I want to do something. You you also need to test. You need to see what works with people who are engaging with you. So you 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 yeah. put your strategy together. You're like, okay, I'm going to test a post like this. I'm going to create an image and I'm going to ask a question and see what happens. And if that helps with your engagement, I'm going to just maybe write a post with nothing else. I can tell you they probably won't be more effective because images we know sell stories, tell like all of that, but you have to test out different things thinking of your strategy, but you have to go in really knowing what it is you want to get from that. And you can't go in and it it can't always be, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, I'm going to sell. I'm going to be able to do this because that takes time. It they're through you're shifting people through a funnel the whole time. So focus on this part mm-hmm. of your funnel. They come in, the conversation, the warm, the responding, shift them here, they're warmer. Maybe we take it offline. This so it's just looking everything you do with your strategy, what you're trying to do with those little mini goals throughout the way and evolve through it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what I would suggest. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's really powerful. The asking of questions. You mentioned that right at the beginning uh, of our chat, and just you know that would always be my fallback as well. Is if you just don't know, ask. You know, I was having a really great chat with with Greg over dinner a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, uh, who should I get on? You know, if I if I could get someone really awesome onto the podcast, who should I who should I get? And he goes, why? What would you tell? What would you tell your audience if they asked you a question like that? And I said, I'd tell them to ask the question and use it as an engagement post on social media. And he goes, okay, you know what I'm going to tell you to do next, right? So I quickly, it took me 30 seconds, threw, threw an engagement post out on social media and said if I could get anyone on the podcast. And I actually said dead or alive because I, I wanted to get an idea of the, uh, I guess, the, the the interest and the the common interests and themes that I saw. You know, if I got 100 people saying, um, you know, uh, Michael Jackson, then it gives me, gives me a very different uh, concept of what people are wanting from us right now than, you know, if they said Elon Musk. So, um, you know, asking a good engagement question, even if it is just, Hey, tell me what you're interested in. Which of these do you like? What do you like? Do you like it when I do this? Do you like it when I do that? Um, and making it two way communication. I think that's probably been one of those biggest shifts in marketing that I've seen, over my career, which, you know, like you has been for me uh, just over 20 years now, has been that shift from it being broadcasting to being two-way. And I really believe that we're not utilising that as much as we could now because we're just still, you know, particularly our demographic and older, or sorry, our generation, I should say, and older are just so used to that broadcasting mentality when it comes to to marketing and promoting our business. Yeah, and it is a lot of, you know, I've done this or look at me doing this. It's shifting those words, mm-hmm. you know, like if you could go anywhere in the world, what is your dream vacation? Here's mine. Like you shift yeah. so you're kind of tying mm-hmm. them together. We see people because a lot, we do yeah. trips, we do these things and 
have any of you visited yeah. this place or been here, I'm here right now and I'm experiencing this great thing. So you kind of start with the you, yeah. get them thinking about it. And then it's about what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's shifting that mm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's making them matter as much as you, if not more. And, and you mentioned earlier that importance of providing value. Absolutely. Because of all you see from people yeah. is, I'm here, um, I'm doing this. We all have seen those. It's just like, give me a break. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect, yeah. whatever. I'm yeah. never going to have that. You got to be relatable. And. This is the thing, though. You know, I think there's a um, a bit of a misconception at the moment because just because people look at it doesn't necessarily mean that they feel comfortable to do business with you. So when, um, you know, I guess I'm going to use the drama as an example. You know, one of the things that we've all seen on social media is the dramatic content, the rants, the, you know, I've, I'm, I'm not going to um, name and shame here, but I've got a particular friend who I love in person, but on social media, I can't stand because every post is, you know, a verbal vomit of some drama that's happened. And whilst, because the thing is, we're addicted to drama, right? I Everyone know. is, I don't care who you are. Don't tell me you're not. It, you just are. It's how it's intrinsically how we show up on this earth. And, you know, it, when we see a dramatic post, the best way I like to explain is it's kind of like when you drive past a car crash and you can't help but look, right? You want to look, you want to know what's going on, but you would never run into the middle of no. it, right? You'd watch it from afar, but you wouldn't go into the middle of it. It's kind of like that with a direct selling business. If you are running a business and you identify that if I'm really dramatic on social media, I get lots of attention, I get lots of views, my reach goes up. It doesn't mean those people are going to do business with you. It just means that they're watching you. And I, you know, for me, it's probably my... They can't look away from, but they don't want any part of it. No one wants to be in the middle of that. Yeah. Yeah. And the vague booking, like with Facebook, (laughs) the whole, where they vague book and it's like hinting towards these problems and it's hard. And I'm just like... Oh my gosh. You're not going to say, why are you posting? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Would you talk about this with someone in person uh, in the same way? Or, you know, if you met someone for the first time, and you've got to think about this too, if you met someone for the first time, you were introduced to them, would you vomit that information to them that first meeting? Probably not. And what you're forgetting is that people are looking at this that are those people. They're the people that are deciding if they want to connect with you and be in your world. And I guess my 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 point or my direction I'm trying to go here with this is that, you know, I see a lot of particularly direct sellers that do this, you know, me, there's a post about me, there's here I am here and this is what I'm doing today and uh, now this is what I'm doing and this is how I put on my makeup and this is how I take my makeup off and this is what I'm eating for lunch and now look at what I'm eating for dinner. And Whilst you might be very good at sharing that content to the point where people just can't help looking at it, are they looking at it because they feel like they connect with you and they you make them feel good about themselves and, and you know, they want to relate to you and they feel related to you or are they looking at it because it's interesting content but when it comes to doing business, they, they find you oh. maybe intimidating or self-focused or... Yeah. First impressions. You know, we all know about first impressions, right? <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing we also know about first impressions is it's not what people think. It's about what they feel. Yes. So people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. You've got to think to yourself, if I put this piece of content out here right now and, and I put yourself in the shoes of someone who's just seeing you or meeting you for the very first time, and they don't know you yet, what is it likely to make that person feel when they see this piece of content? Absolutely. Because guaranteed there's going to be someone out there that has that, is in exactly that that situation. And the question is, do you want that person to want to see more or do you want them to sort of walk away and go, that person's a bit of a douche or a bit arrogant? You know, I don't really, you know, I'll look at their content, but, you know, it's very harsh wording there, isn't it? Hey, hey, I loved it. But, yeah, stay away. <laughs> we've all thought it people okay <laughs> we thought it. and and others too <laughs> but yeah yeah I think everyone right now has got at least one person in their mind right I now and I really hope it's not yourself I hope it is yeah yeah 
Maybe yeah. take um, a look at yourself. Okay, Realize so I've got if some you're fun- doing it, because sometimes it's hard to look within. Yeah. But you can shift, you know, yeah. just little changes yes. make a huge percent. Like, oh, man, am I doing that? I don't want to be that. So change yeah. it. Go back and look at your stuff. Look at your content. Just go, if I was looking at this from the shoes of someone who didn't know me, who didn't understand that, you know, because the thing is that you might justify it because you go, oh, well, anyone that knows me knows that, and, and so they get me. Okay, but I don't care about those people because those are the people that you've already connected yes. with. We care about the new people that you want to connect with, the growth. Um, yep. So ask yourself that question. If Go back and look at your content and ask, how would someone brand new that does not know me yet see this and absorb this and what would I be making them feel? And would they come back for more more to the point to do business with me? Would they eventually want to do business with me? Now, to be clear, and Ashley, I'm sure that you would agree with this, we don't want to please everyone. We know that we all have a a key tribe, a dream customer that we are steering towards. So you don't want to please everyone. But if that person, that dream customer is the one looking at it, what are they going to think and feel? Are they going to come back for more and do business with you? Now, I've got some really fun questions for you here, Ashley. I'm chomping at the bit to ask you because these are my favorites. Um, So, I love reading. I love building up our bookshelf here. I love talking to our Accelerator members about uh, fantastic books. So, I love to ask, what book would you recommend to add to our Accelerator book list? And it could be anything. Oh, well, anything. Well, I mean... There's so many, but one that I was actually reviewing this week that I use these practices. This isn't just for business, but for personal is it's the five second rule by Mel Robbins. I think this book is so great. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that one. For me, I do it all the time. If I'm nervous and it's like, I'm not moving Mm -hmm. five second rule. Don't think you, you, it it helps with a mindset shift and with, with anything, even use that when you get down in the weeds of social media, Oh, five seconds, I'm stopping and you just can do it. And I just think it's a great book. There's so many good tips. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Mel Robbins is amazing, but yeah, that is a great book. In fact, that was probably one of the first ones that I read when I went into business. I'm so glad that I did. It's a really good one. So, yeah, great, great suggestion. If you could have one superpower, any superpower, what would that be and why? You know, I've asked this question to people all the time, just in conversations. I think about it all the time, obsessed with these things. And I think it's really scary because I think there is a definite downside to every superpower, right? And then it's how do you pick the one? And I mean, I always go back to, I would love to just truly know what people are thinking. I would love to know what they are. And that's scary. But for me, I'm always trying to read people. I'm pretty good at it. But I'm like, I can tell. If I could just read their mind right now, I would know. And it would help me so much more. (laughs) You know, um, it's so funny. As you were talking there, I was like, I know what she's going to say because this one comes up a little bit. And every time someone says that, I always feel this pang of anxiety as they say it because I think that would be such a double-edged sword, knowing what people think. Well, they all, well, to a degree, like, I mean, flying, flying, you could just choose to, (laughs) that one comes, that's our second most popular one that comes up. I don't want to be the fastest. I don't want to be invisible. I don't want to fly. I'm like, (laughs) I want to get inside something. Inside someone's head. Um, do you know the thing about knowing what people think? And and the last time I asked someone about this, I was like, yeah, but you know, wouldn't that be really painful if you know if they were thinking some really horrible things? And and they said, no, no, no. You just you only uh, only when you want to. You know, you're not, you're not automatically hearing. It. I was like, because I'm my own worst enemy. And if I think you're thinking something bad about me, I know what I would do. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to help myself. I'd listen in anyway. But I think it's more, it's not even, oh, well, what do you think about this? It's like really getting into their minds. Like it's really tapping in so that you can read mm. the situation. Is this person uncomfortable? Is this yeah. not even exact words or thoughts, but just knowing those situations so well and how it taps in with emotional mm. intelligence. It's kind of more of that 
psychological side rather than these words I'm thinking about yes. this. Like, I think the version of that I would want would be the version where you, I can feel exactly what someone's feeling at any time. I know what they're feeling. So rather than thinking, because, you know, I I feel like that for me would be just far too painful. But if I could know what they were feeling so that, you know, I could get in there and work with that. I might switch to that. I I actually like that. that. That's That might be better. (laughs) You might have sold me. That's so true. No switching. No, no, no. That's okay. I'll let you have it. You can have it. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Which, you know, is actually a real thing. It's, 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 you know, what they call that being an empath, don't they? Someone who can understand or can feel what people are feeling. Which is also a double-edged sword. There you go. To always take that burden. All of them. I don't know. Yeah. it'd It'd be nice if you could know what they were feeling, but not have to feel it yourself. That's the knowing. Yeah. So maybe I'm back um, to mine. That's kind of where I was. See, look, how we're talking ourselves <laughs> around in circles. So let's do a whole podcast episode on the superpowers text. <laughs> okay. Favorite quote. Favorite okay. quote. What is your favorite? So my favorite quote. quote. You can laugh at me, but I just love this quote because I am the pop culture. So of course it's f- going to be from a movie. Um, so the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one of my favorites. I love yes, the 80s movie. flicks. Yeah. And it's life mm-hmm. moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. I just love that quote. I think that's a really great one. And I'm I'm going it, to it, – it's um, – very similar to uh, probably the favorite piece of advice, I would say. It's not so much a quote, but a piece of advice that a really good friend gave me recently, which was, uh, you know, every now and again, and he was referring to running. No, do you run, I Ashley? Do. Yes. I love to run. Yeah. I could tell. I haven't for a, a while. Thing. Not so now, I was, but yes, I, I was big into yeah. running. Yeah. So I was training for a half marathon, still technically am, but got to get back into it, but was was talking to this person about running and he said, I'm going to give you a piece of advice that you're going to use for running and life. And it, it is every now and again, you know, instead of just looking to the finish line and where you're going, turn around and see how far you've come. And when you're running, just run backwards for a moment, just see the ground that you've covered and and just give yourself a little pat on the back for that because sometimes we can be so anxious and focused on the road ahead that we miss that. And it's sort of similar to what you're saying there is, you know, it goes so, life goes so fast. um, If you don't stop and enjoy it, you know, you can miss it. So turn around and look at where you're Why I love that quote is it's that reminder to be present. Don't always be, like, especially this day and age with the phones, the distractions, it's like put all that Mm. away and just be present. Go outside, close your eyes, listen to the sounds, like just so vast mm. and amazing and I just it's those little times to just yeah. take a breath and realize where you are yeah I don't know I think that's powerful yeah 100% great one I love it all right the very last question here Ashley definitely my favorite of all is if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self what would that be I mean, I think, I mean, all of us think back, like, man, if I knew this back then, and what about this? (laughs) Honestly, I think all that I would really tell my past self is, it's going to be hard, but no matter what, it's going to be worth it. I don't like to dwell on, you know, those regrets, Mm -hmm. because we all get caught up in it. It's like, man, you know, through life, these hardships. And if I wouldn't have done that, but I'm like, but if you wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't have known about this. That's how we grow and learn. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, you're going to be okay. And it's totally going to be worth it. There, there's no wrong choice. Do you know what I mean? Like, we all just think I screwed up here. If I go back in time and fix that, I mean, you don't know, you wouldn't be the same. So why would you do that? Like, there's a reason we'll go through yeah. those journeys. So I think it's just really, yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard and some things are really going to suck, but it's still going to be okay. And it's happening yeah. the way it needs to. I, I love what you said though, that it, it's going to be worth it. It'll be hard, but it'll be worth yeah. it. And, you know, I guess it's, it's such a good point because it, you, I, I don't think there's anything that if you really truly look back on it, you can't see 
something positive that's come from even the most difficult of situations. Um, really? And that that in itself opens up a whole nother podcast. Episode. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> but such a good one, such a good that's point. That's how we learn. That's how we it, it, your experiences shape who you are. So don't don't Absolutely. ever regret fault yep. or be angry about your experiences because they're true to mm-hmm. you. Just experience them and don't spend so much time going backwards you got to go forward yeah such a great note to finish on look Ashley this has been such a great Mm -hmm. chat and I honestly I think we could keep going for a couple of hours um so many different little tangents we could have gone off on there and I almost wish that the conversation we had before we hit record uh was was recorded talking about teenagers because oh my goodness yes (laughs) the journey women working and don't feel bad. Oh, that yes, we decided us. to redefine that, we didn't did. we? We did. Let's make it a norm. We did. Having a career and being a yeah. mother is okay. What was the new hashtag you came up with? It was a good one. What was it? It was, oh, no, 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 it was mum guilt, ending oh, mum guilt, yes. wasn't it? Yes. Hashtag stop yeah. mum guilt because, yeah. That, oh, yeah. yeah, it's tough. But, yeah, we could go on for hours. Yeah. I'm very passionate about it. We, we really could. We really could. But, look, it has been amazing chatting with you today. Thank you so much for taking this time out of your very busy schedule to be here. And I'm sure our listeners um, have loved this uh, chat as much as I have. I hope that you guys have because this has been really, uh, you know, if nothing else, I'm going to be really selfish and say that I had a great time. So thank you Same. so much, Thanks for Ashley, for coming me. in. It's so fun. It's so good to chat yeah. with you. Hopefully there was value somewhere in yeah. there or a laugh. Oh, heaps. So much, so much. So thank you for sharing of your knowledge. It's been so great hearing your story. Um, and, you know, congratulations on 23, nearly 23 incredible years uh, and all with one company, USANA. So I think that is such an amazing, um, you know, accomplishment uh, and something to be extraordinarily proud of and, you know, makes you a real asset to our industry. Thank so. You. No, passionate about it. Thanks to you for sticking yeah, around. Thank you for doing this <laughs> for everyone. I think this is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you so much for our listeners for tuning on in. It's great having you again here this week, listening in to us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the podcast again next week. But that's it from us today. Have an amazing week. Make sure you go out and do something for yourselves this week as well. You can't pour from an empty cup. So take care of yourselves. And, uh, and we'll see you on the podcast again next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.